This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. I'm Steve Mile. And I'm Richard Innes. And this week we are lucky enough to have a special guest in the form of TV presenter Tim Vincent, who most of you will probably know from his most famous TV gig as a Blue Peter presenter, but now works in States. Um, the reason we've got Tim in today is because he's become a dad in uh, six weeks' mm-hmm. time, something like that. Approximately, yeah. Well, I'm expecting twins. So oh, know, that's yeah. the headline news. <laughs> it is indeed, yeah. It was in my house. Uh, and so we're not quite sure. We've got another uh, scan this week, so it could be anywhere two, three, four weeks, something around that. What do you think of scans? How's that? Is that do you know, it's one of the weird things that I don't enjoy them. Um, uh, my other half loves it because she can check the babies are okay yeah. and you see and hear everything and they do all this stuff. But I'm a typical bloke that do- doesn't even like being in hospital. So when you hear the heart being and there's two of them yeah. and they're checking, they're very quiet and you don't think there's something wrong with yeah. it. So you get a little, I get a little bit nervous. Yeah. I, I hate she to tell you this. Ends up holding my hand. Yeah, I hate to tell you this. In about a month's time, we, <laughs> it doesn't get any easier when, oh, when, when your partner to goes that. into labour. That does not. Yes, if the, if, if the scans freak you, I think the labour may. <laughs> I push everything. Yeah, yeah, probably actually, because you kind of think until you're expecting kids, you just think, oh, it's one of those things. Everybody yeah. has kids; it's always healthy. There's no problems. You don't need C-sections and all the bits and pieces. But I think with twins, that's that's already raised its head because there's more of a likely chance of all those things happening. We, we, um, Steve and I were, were talking before about how great it is to have you on because actually we've done so many episodes of this podcast and haven't really looked back. Well, haven't really spoken to anyone who's actually expecting. Kids, mm. because you know we know that we have a lot of people who listen who are fathers to be who mm. may be hoping to pick up a few mm. pieces of advice a few tips or whatever from not from us I hasten to add from the various experts we have on uh, but, mm. but I'm always curious I, I remember th- thinking it was incredible the amount I learned in quite a short space of time because like you say when before you actually have a, a, a partner who's pregnant mm. you don't need to know an awful lot about mm. childbirth and mm. about the you know newborn infants and mm. how to look after them and the rest of it so what has been What's been the kind of craziest thing you feel that you've learned thus far in this kind of last six, seven, eight years? Um, how much um, stuff you need. I was about to say <laughs> merchandise, yeah. but my mum... It kind of is, though, isn't it? It is merchandise. Well, my mum keeps saying to me, she said, you know what, when you were born, I'm going back 45 years ago, but she said, when you were born, she said you were brought home from the hospital in a laundry basket, you know, those plastic things yeah. that you used to see in the laundrette in EastEnders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, when you got too big for your uh, baby grows, you just cut the feet off so you could carry on growing in them. good tips. From and sleep in yeah, a yeah. cupboard, you know, when you were in hospital. And that was the hospital for two days because I was apparently a noisy baby. Now, you know, it's like... Uh, six-figure sums to buy all the stuff. And with twins, I keep lightening it to a wedding tax or a celebrity tax. Oh, you want your plumbing sorted out? Oh, you're a celebrity. Let's add another 50 quid onto it. Oh, you want this hole for a wedding? Normally, it would be X amount. Oh, because it's a wedding, we're going to charge you that. Oh, it's twins, it's going to be this. So we've been very lucky in the fact that we've... um, um, got some really good friends who've had twins before, so a lot of stuff's been sent to us, which has been great. And are these twins that you're having, are they non-identical, identical? Or non-identical, uh, two boys. And oh. again, you learn that people say, well, that's probably a good thing that they are non-identical because their characters and personalities will be much more distinct and they won't be treated as, you know, a pair of identical twins. Yeah. 
And Gemma, my other half, is very keen and has been on buying anything that there's different outfits and already yes. and things just to make sure that they have their own freedom of what they are or who they are. Yeah. The thing I remember, actually, because you're talking about buying all the things and getting everything ready, the thing that came as a bit of a surprise is, like you, I'm sure, and like most other expectant dads, my whole bit when Lindsay, my wife, was pregnant was get everything ready, get everything prepared. Yeah. So we had all the bits, we had the nursery decorated, we did all the various stuff, and then when the baby arrives and you realise, you don't really need about 95% of that stuff really? for a few months. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, you will, but initially... yeah. The book, yeah. you don't need any of it yeah. and yeah, it's kind of weird high chairs and Pratt and all these yeah. kind of things I think a friend of mine who's um, the camera guy that I worked with uh, for many years and so we're on shoots and stuff and he keeps saying the one thing that you really need to know straight away is how to put the car seats in the back of the car mm-hmm. yeah because they check you at the hospital to yeah. make sure that you can yeah. do it and he said they'll stand there yeah bemused watching you until you've got it right yeah. and you go and it it put me back to when prince william had his babies that you do you remember he put the car yes. seat because i was actually covering that for nbc so i was there and i thought what a weird thing that he's but obviously a pr thing it looks great you know just to do it but obviously yeah. there's a reason behind it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that and that drive home that's an interesting one in hindsight i really? would say oh yeah. yeah very slow yeah you never <laughs> driven <laughs> with such attention <laughs> to the miles an hour the whole way <laughs> really I remember going over a speed bump and thinking my god I'm about to like kill my child you know like, <laughs> yeah and the contrast between that and driving your wife who's in labour to hospital where you're like, right, <laughs> you're like a rally need, driver we just need to get there we just, <laughs> we just need to get there because my both my um, kids the first one arrived 40 minutes after he walked through the hospital door wow and first one first one and second one was an hour and five minutes Wow! The door, so we left it pretty late both times before going to hospital. You've answered my question though, because everybody says don't drive there because you park the car and you've got to keep going out, and it becomes inexpensive and a hassle thing that you have to keep checking on it. But if I can time it, I'll just say we're saving money. (laughs) How far are you? To to give you the other end of the spectrum, we were in hospital for about three days, and my my wife ended up having an emergency cesarean because for various reasons nothing was really happening, and she was in all this pain with the contractions. But that was that was three days. How much was that parking? <laughs> do you know what? Actually, and I don't know if a lot of hospitals do. This is a good tip. If you go, because they won't do it kind of automatically. But I remember going up to a nurse and saying, "This is a bit ridiculous. I'm having to run down there every whatever it was three hours to update the yeah. parking." Yeah. And she said, "Oh no, no, just go to the front desk and they'll give you a thing saying you're here for a you know a certain length of time, and then you've got you've got you sorted." Really? So actually, you ask, and don't, don't get me wrong, no one's going to come up to you and say, this "By the way, have you sorted tip. out your parking?" But actually. Somebody might well hand you a form that you can put on your dashboard and happy days. But what is the principle with Uber if you you get one and you say, right, I'd like you to come in, there's a pregnant other Ooh. half with you? Because that's what I, that I, I don't the know. friends yeah. we were saying, well, what, what do they have to take you? What do they do? You know, because I think it's down to them, isn't it? On the think, yeah, day. I, I can imagine if you guys are getting worried about their leather seats. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't do Uber pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole new type of Uber pool, yeah. <laughs> Blimey, crikey. Um, we 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 did. You did mention there briefly, Tim, that you're um you're you're in your mid forties. Would it be yeah, forty six. Right? Uh, very soon, a couple of months time. So I suppose you must have a load of mates who've got fairly grown up kids by now, right? You, or you have some who have you know varying ages and stuff. But I suppose you're coming into it quite late. Yeah, I think I've got godchildren. I've got over a dozen godchildren. Some of them are in the, their early twenties. You know, twenty two, oh, really? twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm been around kids and aware of kids, but it's. Very different to having your own kids, I think, you know. So mm. as much as I think I know what's going to happen, yeah. you don't. I was like that. I, I, I'm an uncle, uh, what, nine times over now because mm. I've, got, I've got lots of siblings. And um, I remember having that kind of slightly 
lovely fanciful idea that well I've I've been around kids and I've changed nappies and I've babysat my mm. you know, my mm. nephews and my nieces mm. and stuff mm. and of course then as as you've just suggested mm. once you get into it it's mm. a different world it's and also I think when you you're pregnant or you you announce that you're expecting child a children my other half Gemma always goes it's amazing how many people will share stories with you that they wouldn't normally and how much they want to give you advice on things yes but a few people who, who I kind of respect um, said you know everybody will give you advice but at the end of the day you're in the middle of it and you'll make your own decisions yes. on well, certain things somebody said to me before I became a dad be careful you don't make too many promises to yourself because you'll be it's amazed how quickly that. you break them. Like, mm. we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. I'm not mm. going to do... And if you do that, then you'll soon be going, well, I'm just doing what's the easiest thing. Do you have dummies? We didn't have dummies, but then they've never really seemed to need mm. See, we were the other way around. We, 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 I think we kind of were like, oh, no, no, we're not going to be those people who give their child a dummy. And by the time Ben was about a year old, mm. it was like, for the love of God, please take this dummy. <laughs> and we'd left it too late and he couldn't have it. And yeah. I think I think it's a really good bit of advice from Steve about making promises to yourself because you do. And I don't know, I, I suppose all expectant fathers are different in the way mm. that some are just, you know, probably thinking what the hell's about to happen. Some, a bit like me, might might have been trying to plan everything out. Yeah. You know, yeah. both philosophically, what sort of parent am I going to be? Yeah, and, all this? Yeah. and I remember my brother saying to me, Rich, it is day to day. Yeah. It is day to day, and he said you can go into it with all these grand plans about you know philosophy. Philo- philo- can't even say the word mm. philosophies. That's what yeah, um, and kind of parenting strategies and all this kind of stuff. He said, in reality, particularly if you have more than one, mm. it is just getting through every day, doing the mm. best you can, yeah. and that is it. Mm. Yeah. And there mm. really is you can you can read all the books you like, and you can do all this stuff. That is about the most anyone can do. Mm. Really. I, and yeah. I will say as well because obviously doing the podcast, we've come a lot. Of, across a lot of advice and not a day goes by when I don't get a baby book sent to me in the post but <laughs> I think if you read enough every, everything comes around in a circle mm-hmm. you know everybody gives you there's a slightly bit of different advice and that's because every baby's different yeah. mm-hmm. and there is no such thing as like yeah. a simple baby what I would say the best bit of advice is to look after yourself mm-hmm. as much because they're looking after the kids that just you just do that you have to do that that's mm. like there in front of you you're going to have to kind of look after the the kids and you look after your partner that sort of way. but remembering to kind of give yourself like a little bit of a break sometimes mm. because it's exhausting mm. and mm. no one's going to go oh tim you look, you're you're really tired mm. well, you see, they'll do it to your partner yeah. all the <laughs> yeah. time but they yeah. never say to you sit down put your feet up we'll make you a cup of tea i interviewed simon Pegg recently for the latest mission impossible and asked him his opinion he said that uh, don't feel like you're being neglected you are he said but you are a bit surplus to requirements apart yeah. from running around and getting things mm. for your wife or your partner in the beginning he said but you will have that feeling of Oh, well, what am I here yeah, for? Yeah, what am I here mm. for? And you probably want, if, you, if you're anything like me, you'll want to be more involved. You want, and you, I mean, I've, I, I've lost count of the number of arguments I've had with my wife where, I think I said this in the last podcast we did, where I'm sort of sort of waving and saying, I am here, you know, I can help, I can yeah. do things. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking to put mm. my feet up and sit yeah. on my ass and watch football. I think we twins, I, I can that, actually do that will, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, be, you know, yeah, just yeah. even holding two <laughs> twins. I don't think yeah. there's any. Because my uh, Gemma you know, keeps saying to me, "Oh, I'm so glad you don't have a normal job because after two weeks you'll still be around." I went, "Okay, so the principle <laughs> of this is I'm going to keep a roof over your head, yeah. all of us. Yeah. I can do that already. So at night, after two weeks, I'll do anything you want. Then I'm going to leave at nine in the morning and come back at five. And she's like, 
Well, where are you going? I said, it doesn't matter where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I might be asleep in the park opposite <laughs> the window of the living room, but yeah. I will make sure. And as long as the mortgage is paid. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I will make sure all that yeah. stuff is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're, actually, you're talking, it's an interesting thing because obviously, I suppose a lot of people, like Steve alluded to right at the start of the, the podcast, a lot of people will know you best for Blue Peter, mm. which I know you're very well aware of. You've done, mm. You did a show at Edinburgh, right, about Blue Peter? I produced a play up there yeah. about Blue Peter. About yeah. Blue Peter. So, yeah. But I think what a lot of people won't be aware is just how much you've done in the States. Mm. And mm. so you've spent a lot of time around various celebrities and all that kind of... Yeah, 15 whole years, American, yeah. Yeah, the show American I do culture. is six nights a week on NBC and it's called Access Hollywood. Um, for three years I was in New York, the co-host, and then decided to come back to London uh, over ten, nine, ten years ago. But since then, I do all the Cannes film festivals, mm. uh, red carpets, a lot of films are made here, so you do the set visits. So whatever's happening over here, if it's a big story mm. or it's something that's kind of uh, media-led, then we'll be doing something. So yeah, lots of, lots of celebs have given tips so, along so, the way. Yeah, I was going to say, so have you been? Didn't you talk to Tom Cruise about parenting? Tom Cruise? He said uh, twins try and treat them as individuals, you know, okay. and make sure that they have their own personalities. Tom which Cruise, dad, kid there, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, James Corden, he was very good. He actually gave a tip that my girlfriend last night said, "Right, you've got to do it." Um, he said you should sleep or even when you're watching television with a whatever you're going to use as a shawl or as a wrap. Yep. Um, sleep in it or just have it That's around you for idea. a bit. So then when you go to the hospital and you wrap up the babies to bring yep. them home, your scent is yeah, on it yeah, as well. Yeah, my wife yeah. did that. My wife did that, actually. I'd, yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that and that was brilliant. And he yeah. slept in that, it was like a giant muslin thing. Yeah. Yep. Do yeah. you know Muslims yet? Yeah. Muslims, okay, right. Yeah. You're one step yeah. ahead of where Don't I was. Don't bring religion into this. That's good. The giant Muslim thing, that worked a treat, actually. He's yeah. in it for ages. And it, helped, it, yeah. helps, it helped us as well with transferring Iris into a cot, is that we put an item of Zoe, my wife's clothing, mm. in the cot mm. so that... She, she still smells Mm-mm. as if she's close to mum. It makes it makes sense. We had our first um, NCT. Yep. Yeah, NCT oh yeah. Class. National Childbirth Trust. Is that what it I is? Yeah. No yeah. idea. Uh. I thought it was an I NRA no class I was going to. I was really excited. Well. I'm going to shoot some guns. <laughs> <laughs> they, they gave some really good tips as well. Um, but it, it, there's so many things that you have to take on board that you, eventually, luckily, Gemma, every night when we go to bed, is reading a book. And so she's always got a good answer or an idea or an educated guess about yeah. something. Yeah. Whereas my research really is watching YouTube and babies falling over or dads trying to change diapers and laughing. Yeah. Well, Tim, let me make a recommendation for you. I know a very good podcast <laughs> called First Time Dads. There's, there's 35 episodes on there. You can listen to them half an hour each night and you'll feel like you've, you, you, you can have a conversation. In fact, interestingly, we, I had a, a friend of mine, she... Um, is expecting and she put her partner on he hadn't read any books put mm-hmm. them onto the podcast and now he won't shut up about the podcast apparently he mm-hmm. keeps saying so well Steve says on the podcast that we should do this mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. says we should do that so unfortunately <laughs> you're the fault good yeah, plug excellent plug um, you're, given your transatlantic experience mm. I'm curious because are, are you still you're still in the States quite regularly then presumably um, sporadically I'm based in the yeah. UK but even when I'm here there's still jobs that take you away I was away for a, nearly a month in Edinburgh so it depends you know one month I could be here every the, day the reason I ask is just because in the time since since you found out you were having twins since mm. you were having a kid mm. um have you, how, how have you noticed the difference in terms of the way the Americans approach this and this, mm. say the, the advice you get as an expectant father in America as opposed to what you get in the UK? Um, 
I think it's an even bigger industry there, all the add-ons of what, you know, mm. you can get baby gurus that come around to you. I'm sure you can get those here as well, but it just seems to be a bigger thing. But I think their big thing is the Americans as a whole have less holidays or vacations, yeah. Yeah. so their time is much more sensitive and valuable to them. So I think the sleep thing is a bigger thing for them. Early doors, getting them to sleep through the night and do that. I don't know what it's called. Is it sleep? Not deprivation, that's the parents. But when they, they're crying in the... Sleep cry, training. Yeah, and yeah. they're crying, you leave them to cry yeah. for 30 yeah. minutes the first night, and it's absolutely heartbreaking. But you do it, and the next night it goes down to 20, and within yeah. like a week, 10 days... Don't bank on that word. We, we've really talked a lot about that in previous that's my episodes. Big thing. Yeah. I want to have sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, a, it's it's a toughie. I yeah. I mean, we we got a, we had a podcast about sleep, and I think that the the consensus on that leaving them sleep training is that it'll work for a bit, and then when they change and they mm. get a bit bigger, mm. that will stop working, mm. and then you'll either have to do it again mm. or try something else. Mm. And I think the, kind of the, you've got to accept that the baby's going to change. Well, that's my experience is the babies are changing and it's not forever. Mm-hmm. It's a temporary thing. So yeah. now, like two and a half, I mean, obviously we've got four month old, but two and a half year, years in, he goes to sleep at about half past seven after having a couple of books up on my lap. Mm. And then some nights he'll sleep through till six in the morning. Mm. Some nights he'll wake up, call out for me and we'll in, I can settle him back down and he'll sleep till six. And other nights he goes in the spare room with me and we end up sort of curled up like... Mm-hmm. Um, but then he'll sleep and it's mm. it's fine. I can mm. live with that. That's not mm. bad. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think other people, you know, I, I look back and I think there was points where you'd wake up five times in the night yeah. and you would be tired. But it's parenthood, mm. I think. That's the thing. My mate who's had the twins said that he very quickly, because he's got uh, quite a busy job, and he said he would stay up till 12, yeah. 1, say to his wife, uh, go to sleep just yeah. sleep 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 close the door and I'll deal with everything and then around midnight half twelve she'd come through and then he'd go and then yeah. sleep till yeah. seven or eight and then go to work and he said at least both of you knew you'd get like four or five yeah. hours that's a good solid tip, and it's like I, a deep sleep yeah. that's the thing as well because about the feeding if you can get them on a bottles mm. which presumably with twins I guess you have to I don't I don't know, don't that, know. I don't, I don't know. know whether you can breast I suppose you could breastfeed too um, but if you can get them on bottles, then you can do that. Mm. You can mm. help. But if they're not taking bottles and mm. they're being breastfed, mm. then you obviously mm. can't do that. Mm. So that's mm. all. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> I often ended up feeling guilty because I have to. Say, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a large part of me thinking, "Oh, I'll just roll over and go back to sleep." But yeah. like my wife was breastfeeding my son, and so when he was waking up in the night, all he wanted was a breastfeed. Yeah. So I would just constantly be lying there. And actually, it does get to, it does get to a point where you start thinking. This is perhaps a little bit unfair. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah. having to get up every time, and I'm yeah. here am I. So yeah. you try. You end up trying to. It's a bit like what we were talking about yeah. before. The idea of just, well, can I do something? Can I be yeah. of use? You know, I am supposed to be part mm. of this. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. I think to any expecting father. I mean, particularly. I mean, as you said, with twins, maybe your your situation yeah. is going to be somewhat different. But I think yeah. for a lot of expecting fathers, that's a bit of a wake up call because you get so worked up in your mind about right, my life's going to change completely, mm. and I'm going to have mm. to do all these mm. things, mm. and then it starts. And actually, well, the mum, just by almost nature of biology, mm. is doing you know a large chunk of it, and you're mm. a bit like, well, where's all the stuff mm. I was supposed to be doing? And it's amazing how it kicks in, I think, because Gemma's just become this like guru, yeah. and really is looking forward and enjoying everything mm. about it, and even all the mountains of clothes that we bought or we've been given have been washed and put away, mm. and it's like, wow, God, I didn't even wash my own clothes, <laughs> yeah, and everything's ready to go. Yeah. Do you? Um, you said you went to NCT class. Mm. Now, I remember when we, when we first went to our one, you kind of sat there and you look at the other couples trying to work out 
who you might end up being mates with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's the whole. Yeah, that's point. all it is. That's all <laughs> it is. Because I said, "Why are we going to this?" And mm. she was like, "Well, I'll I'll meet people that are like minded, of a similar age with their kids, that we can, you know, mm. go through things together." And I was like, "Okay," I said, "But personally, I don't need any more friends." <laughs> and the first thing we, I drove and we took a wrong turning. It was only ten minutes from our uh, where we live, and I went the wrong way, so we ended up being fifteen minutes late. Which oh. Gemma was like. That is ridiculous. We're going to turn up for the first time in the class, 15 minutes late, and they're going to recognise you, and they're going to think you're that idiot off the television. And you know, so I'm not uh, turning up like Liberace with yeah. sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah, this yeah, just yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. But they were all very nice. But because I was late, they were already had you know your name badges on. Uh, yeah. And then she said, "Oh, what's your names? Come join us." Okay, if the guys can get together in one section, and the girl, and I was thinking, this is like school. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Chosen for a football team, yeah. who goes last. And she gave us big sheets, and she said, "If you write down." Uh, gentlemen what you think an ideal um, date night would be and ladies if you'd like to write down what would be an ideal birthing situation would be and because we were late I had to go to the toilet so when I came back they were on their big sharpies they'd written down low lighting soft music homemade food and then somebody put it down sex (laughs) and I was thinking okay well I suppose that is a great date night Uh, and then somebody else scribbled something down I said oh what's that and he said um Oh, no chores. And I said, well, your C looks like a W, which, <laughs> <laughs> which you all burst out laughing. And I couldn't understand why we had to do a date night and then they had to write. But apparently there's a lot of crossover that you should have low lighting. Yeah. It should be relaxed. That's very inducive to having the baby. Um, there's a lot of things that crossover that you wouldn't expect. So it's been interesting. I think the most interesting thing that we've learned so far is, or I have, is the fact that you don't have to wash the baby. You don't bathe the baby no, straight no, away. No. You can leave that because up to a week. That, yeah, it's, mad, isn't it? it's got that stuff on it as, on the skin. I can't remember yeah, it's what called name. dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't remember what the name is of the. the no, yeah, but so, yeah, it's, so, all there. it's all good yeah, for the babies. It's yeah. a bit magical and weird. And I, I mean, I've, I think I've said on the podcast before the, the closest thing I've ever seen to magic is a, is my son knowing how to breastfeed because he sort of pops out and he's, he's twenty minutes old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in there, and I, I remember watching. And of course, I was knackered. I hadn't slept for two days, so you're a bit kind of out of it anyway. I bet and you it, were particularly after, <laughs> after a long labour. Yeah, it was a bit like, whoa. And, you know, having watched my wife go through major surgery and all this, mm, it was a bit mm, kind of, ooh, mm, mm, a bit mm. wired. And then, and then you watch this baby just sort of know how to do that. Mm. How is that? No one's shown mm. him that. Mm. How the hell does he know how to do yeah. that? That's insane. Instinct, yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, and that really did just about break me, I think, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> really? I was about ready to go. Completely. I'm sure they'll have an NCT on breastfeeding. You'll have a, there'll be a There is. That's, yeah, and that's the one class I don't need to go to. Yeah. So do I need to come to all this class? I'm just like, you don't need to come to that one. Yeah. But you're right, because the, the, the thing is, don't get me wrong, it's all very helpful and everything. And I, I think there were probably one or two bits that stuck in my mind. Mm, but mm. it is, it's, my, my wife called it middle-class friend recruitment. It <laughs> it's like you're basically going to find like-minded, as you said, like-minded in inverted commas, yeah. like-minded people yeah. who you can, you know, kind yeah. of share stuff with going forward. Yeah. But you just want... Well, we did a twins one at the weekend, and that was good because it is slightly not... Uh, odd but it's unusual and so we were surrounded by people that were having twins and it was great especially for Gemma to just go through have you been sleeping have you done this what's that you know what's the problems with this you know because and it was really interesting to see how they were all planning to have the birth because some were going for natural selection some weren't um but it's all the thing you know because some of them are planning on when to have it and what the date would be and then some are going to leave it naturally 
Um, it's that's the frightening thing I think for both of us really. Yeah, we've still got. I think my wife's there's still a NCT WhatsApp group mm. which they still use the mm. mums and they share information about like you know potty training now. Yeah, and that's two and a half years on. It's still that yeah. network because it's useful because all the kids are within three weeks of each yeah. other in age, yeah. so they're the developmental. And have you made friends with those people? So, yeah. There's a couple of people, yeah. We've been away with one couple who've got a little boy who's mates with Jackson, my son. And, you know, we see them and he, he and I might... We don't, go for, we don't go for a beer together, but we might, like on a Saturday morning, I'll say, like, I'll message him saying, I'm taking Jackson swimming. Yeah. Do you and Bertie want to come? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll just... Because if he yeah. was going swimming at that, on the same day, we might as well go, because the boys will have fun mm, yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, it's useful yeah. like that. That's the one thing as twins that I'm happy about is that at a certain age, that we're playing together. Yeah. So if we go to the park, fighting. if it was one you, child... You mean fighting? Well, fight, fight, <laughs> play fighting. <laughs> but at least you can let them go and they'll run around yeah, and they've got each other. each other to play and interact yeah. with, which you wouldn't have if you... I, I look at it the fact that it's going to be a lot more work to, to begin with because you're doubling up on everything but there will be a certain peak in the graph where it'll start to level out yeah. and get actually they can talk to each other yeah. you're cooking dinner and they'll be playing with each other yeah. rather yeah. than one being bored because I'm an only child oh, you know, okay. and they kind of like I'd like to have had siblings yeah yeah that's true that's true it will, and it will, I imagine that will be a couple of, I mean you, probably the stage that my boy's at now he's 18 months old and he's getting to that stage where you can mm. see him desperately. You know, when he's around mm. other kids now, he's he's obsessed. He's, you know, he's running after other kids and kind mm. of wanted to talk to them. And commun- mm. I mean, mm. talk properly, obviously, but in terms of he wants to have that communication yeah. with the other kids around him. So for the first year, whether the, whoever was around him yeah. didn't really matter. Now he's at that point. Yeah. And I suppose yeah. that's the point at which, as you say, when your boys are of that age yeah. and they instantly know how to interact with another kid. Yeah, that, that's, well, yeah what you, know, you said is nice. probably true, isn't it, about... Because you, it's the only experience you had of fatherhood. Mm. You won't know how much more difficult or whatever, whatever it is mm. from from the, having a one child. You were going to say easier, weren't you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, oh, your shit. lips are first to eat. I'm going to yeah. keep it. Yeah. I don't think having twins is going to be easy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but no, I, I mean, can't imagine it's a single <laughs> child yeah. thing. It is going to well, be like, I think a colleague here has got twin boys who are now at school, and I remember him saying that the difficult thing, one thing I stands out is... When we put our kids to sleep, you kind of creep out of the room. Yeah. And you know that room's quiet. Mm. Once you've left, sleep and shut. Mm. The difference with twins is there's going to be another child mm. in there yeah, to, tag to potentially wake up yeah. the first mm. one. But I think they can help each other as well from what I've read because they're so used to being together mm. that if they're in the same cot even... Mm. Mm. They'll comfort be, yeah. each other, yeah, because that's what they that's do nice, in the womb. Nice One of the guys at the um, the twins class, his boss had twins and gave a story that um, he'd left them upstairs, whatever age, and obviously t- toddling age, just. And he said, "I thought they're very quiet." So he went up and peeked up and watched one help the other get out of the cot, go over to the window. Leaned down and the other one sat on the back. Stood on the back to push him up to get to the window to look out the window. And he's like, "These are going to be hot wiring the car with the yeah, 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 exactly." So careful with them. That is cool, though. That is very, very cool. <laughs> are there, are there um, I mean, we've talked a lot about kind of, I suppose, the practicalities of kind of fatherhood and all that kind of thing. But I suppose we're coming towards the end of this now. But are there things without getting too deep and meaningful? Are there kind of emotional elements of it that you feel? prepared for unprepared for or they, do you feel like you were kind of geared up with this idea of right I'm now going to go from being yeah had you wanted to be a dad and had you come close in the past and or had you sort of gone might not be a dad I might end, mm. up, I might end up not being a dad now I think um, 
for me, it's always been uh, something I would like, and it's never been a burning issue because guys can have kids. But yeah. there was there certainly my friend who had twins at twelve months ago. There was certainly a, a click in my brain thinking he was the last of the uh, Mohicans, like I was. That yeah. you know, could go out and do what we wanted to do. He's having kids, so I'm now the oh. Really? Yeah, it's oh, not, so he not has so much got, fun when you're the only yeah, one. Yeah, he's the only yeah. one that has. Yeah. And, and um, what's wrong with him, or is he not settling down, or is he going to perpetually be a Peter Panning? Yeah. You know, which is easy to do in this kind of environment and my kind of job and travel. You can do what you want. So it was nice to meet Gemma because she was like minded. She wanted that. You know, we didn't plan to have twins, but I, both of us are certainly not um, phased by it because we wanted to have a family and it's like having twice as much. And I think we're both very, I think we'll both be very hands on and very supportive it won't be oh we need to have kids to complete it's like oh we want to have kids and have fun with kids yeah. and enjoy it and do family things together and travel you know and we even thought right well maybe we'll take um six months off and go tr- go abroad somewhere and have that time together so we're very excited about it and equally fearful of the lack of sleep i think that i may mention i think for me it is yeah i think there's a responsibility that comes when you're I've gone from being a, a single guy doing having a quite a fabulous lifestyle on, on occasions to um having four mouths to feed overnight so th- there's definitely a correction of oh maybe I won't do that now or spend money on this and yeah. oh well we have to be aware of where we're going now because that's my responsibility that's what my aim is yeah mm. yeah and have you both got family nearby to help well, interesting. I'm from Wales, North Wales, and my mum's 200 miles away. Okay. Um, and she has no grandchildren. I'm an only child, so she's gone from uh, me being whoever I wanted to go off to, you know, live in New York for a few years, come back, and she's used to various partners, but never anybody, you know, long-term-ish, you know. Yeah. So now she's <laughs> yeah. having twins, yeah. you know, and she's like, wow. So, And she jokingly says, you know, I'm always at the end of the phone. It doesn't matter what time it yeah. is. It might not be switched on. I'm like, no, you're going to have to come down yeah, and help yeah. out. Yeah, you will be living in the spare room. For yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And my... Um, uh, Gemma's mum is very hands-on and lives quite close by. Oh, so I think, and yeah, she's yeah, she's already got um, four godchildren, uh, grandchildren. So she's very much there and so keeps w- turning up with. What stuff. is the time period that you've gone from being single to being dad, dad of two? By the time we have twins in our arms, we'll have no Gemma and I will have known each other less than a year. Wow! I know. I know. <laughs> And you think, oh my God, one end of the spectrum to the other. And the reaction everybody does is that, and that has been the easiest thing between the two of us. It's just been a intrinsic, natural, we uh, met, fell in love, wanted to do it, and talked about it, discussed it, and then immediately it happened, which was a a thing for both of us that we got our heads around quickly. But then the twins thing, so it was kind of up in the ante constantly. Yeah, I guess there's benefits to that in the sense that you will go everything is new together Mm. yeah you know yeah that's exactly what it is as well you know yeah you haven't you haven't yeah you haven't got and there's a common goal of this is what we want and this is where we're going so let's work together on that because i always i love being in the countryside i'm from the countryside i grew up on a farm and i always hanker to going back to the countryside i I can see do you know what we could go and get something there and buy something and have a very different lifestyle yeah. um, and be very family orientated and maybe not do as much work and that's something that we consider all the time yeah oh, it's good I, would it check? 
it's just cliche, isn't it? Kids, they change your perspective about what's important. Certainly a good friend of mine who's had kids, they said, try not change too many things in the first year because there's so many new things that are going on. Any constants that you can hold on to yeah. is really good. Just Because, yeah. you know, if you do get a, a night off and you want to go and have a, a pint in the West End with some friends and you're 200 miles away, you know, it's a bit of a different headset space. You're like, okay, we're all together too much of the time. Yes, yes. And you will be hitting that Deliveroo app which will testify <laughs> yeah. a lot. And if you move out yeah. of London, you might not get yeah. options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get into yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or yeah. even deliveries of um, nappies. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah we, we've had to cut down to one, one takeaway a week because it was costing us too much money. Yeah. And I was putting on too much weight. So, yeah. right, one, <laughs> one takeaway a week. Because it is so easy when you're just done and you're knackered. But that's and the you thing you can, and that's how you can prep, though. I don't know if you're... you're, you're chef or a cook Not you like really, that sort no, of thing no. but Gemma is she's prepping now yeah, yeah. so I'd fill the freezer with like uh, oh, lasagnas that I cooked in like plastic yeah. boxes so yeah. that you know you could just get something out when I'd, go, I'd get up go to work in the morning take one out and then the wife would have something at lunchtime yeah. or uh, you know because you've got to keep the energy levels up yeah. la- la- last question from me Tim right so and you've probably asked you've probably already asked the question but what is the one thing when you talk to dads of young kids <laughs> That as someone who's about to have two young mm. kids, which is mm. like, wow, mm. <laughs> what is the one thing you most want to ask? They want to ask, or, I or that you want to ask them as a, as a bit of advice. What's the um, one for I, any well, I know it's been a constant theme through our half hour podcast, but it's sleep because that's <laughs> something that Gemma and I both were both people that I can catnap, I can go, you know, you yes. worked on unusual hours and not being able to function in the day was a big thing for us. So I think, um, and my friend who's got twins, is a year old, he said, we're, they're already sleeping right through. So we're aiming for that. But I think everybody also says you'll get lots of advice and there'll be all these things that you're told that you need to have. But yeah. people, women, mothers, been having kids for thousands of mm. years yeah. and you didn't have, you know, such and such thing that, was brilliant that everybody wants now even 50 years ago so you're going back thousands of years yeah exactly that's what i do a lot of the time i think well cave people managed to do this do you know yeah, what i mean so yeah. i must be able to do yeah. it it might not i i've evolved beyond yeah. that point so that i must have the, the yeah. tools at my disposal and the thing the two things i would say in response to what you just said is number one every kid is different i i think i, I struggled for a little while to get my head around that properly mm. it sounds like a really simple concept but yeah, the idea that your kid should be doing this or that kid is doing this or why isn't my kid doing that, it's nonsense. Mm. Every kid's different. And the second thing I'd say is with the sleep, it is remarkable how adaptable you discover yeah. your body to be. And I say that as someone who last night, we're sitting here recording this now, last night I probably got about two and a half hours sleep because Ben <laughs> was up being sick. He's got he's, oh, no. he's picked up a bug um, and he's he was vomiting. So, you know, you're running around changing sheets, changing oh, sheets no. again, put a towel down, he comes into our bed, I go and lie on the floor with him in a nurse, all that stuff. I had about two and a half hours of sleep. With enough enough coffee, anything is possible. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. fu- it's amazing how you discover what you can function on sleep. Yeah. 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 The most important things I'd say is a healthy birth. Yeah. But once you, that's the thing. Yeah. Everything else, yeah. after that, yeah. we live in an age where you can, if you need something, you can buy it online. It's with it since you've been in an hour, a couple of hours. Mm. You can buy it, mm. money if you're fortunately in a position to, to do it. You can get what you mm. need as and mm. when you need it. It's just getting those healthy yeah. kids getting through that, that program. Yeah, that's, the, that's not the fear, but that's the apprehension for us is to mm. get through that. But it yeah. sounds like you're, you're well geared up. It yeah. sounds like your, your missus is... Oh things. God, yeah, she's the guru, definitely. Well, hopefully, um, Tim, thanks for coming on. Hopefully, uh, perhaps you know, in 
six months' time or whatever, when it's yeah, all we'll settled down, we'll have you back yeah. and you can yeah, say... Yeah. Tell you liars. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me you that. You didn't tell me about we'll, that, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get you, uh, I don't know, buy you a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We're wired yeah. coming in. You know? Yeah, and I've always thought, you know, names-wise, Rich and Steve. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I've yeah. got a lot of um, gay friends, a couple of gay friends who um, all keep angling for their names, you know. <laughs> and, and, and they always just keep saying, you'll want for nothing. If you choose it, you'll want for nothing. You've got disposable income as long as you use those names. It's amazing how many times you come across names that I love and then somebody that she hates or yeah. I was bullied at school and she loves, so we yeah. still haven't quite... Yeah. Um, Signed off on the some girl from when you were fourteen, and oh, we can't call her call her that, you know. Actually, hang on, why why does that matter? Yeah, you get really close, and someone else calls her calls their kid that, and you're like, I can't go for that now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But there's there's an inventory of names. Oh no, they've called their kid that, so I can't use. Actually, why on earth can't you? Of course you can. Yeah, every people got more names, but it's weird the way your mind works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Good, good, Tim. Thanks My for pleasure. My best pleasure. of luck with best of luck with it. I'm sure it all goes swimmingly. Um, and like Steve says, thanks for that. And hopefully that's been helpful to some of anyone, any expectant fathers out there listening. I'm sure you're facing the same sort of questions as Tim. Good or worried about your sleep. At least a trip down memory lane for most of us. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so it, as ever, if anyone's got any feedback, any questions they want to ask, anything they want to suggest, please do get in touch with us at firsttimedads at reachplc.com. Um, but for now, uh, cheerio, and please tune in again. Thanks.